We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are three years, 11 months, and 13 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Emerson alongside Ned. How are you, Mr. Wizard? It's just the two of us this week, back to the way it was. Don't have a full house this week. That's all right. They're fun sometimes. In fact, they're fun all the time, really. It's nice nice to have the company. Yeah. Not well, that yours you isn't the... good enough, Johnny. You know. Oh, well, I mean? yeah, I appreciate that. But when you have when you have the, the man, the myth, the legend in here to give us his considered and informed opinion that we're all welcome to, you know, you just... Don't take the piss out of him like that. That is not fair. No? <laughs> he loves it, doesn't well, it, he? His well, ego gets is, out to yeah. here, yeah. Uh, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really... It's, it's like having this shield. You could bounce anything off it, you know what I mean? Nothing really... Yeah gets through mm-hmm, he does get hurt sometimes though sometimes yeah he has been he, known to, have, he yeah, has been yeah. known to sulk yeah bless him usually on his larp weekends i think <laughs> no, don't go there you deliberately did that bringing marty up <laughs> i had to he's not here no, tonight, yeah. so yeah it's just uh, the way yeah. it is it's all right and i am very guilty of not listening to his podcast in fact it's not much just you marty i haven't listened to anybody's this week i have been under the thumb with the daughter family and everything because it's half term yeah and i've had to play the um dad role sort of thing oh well you know I, i've always told you guys real life comes first so that's just yeah, rl is what it's all about yeah yeah right. uh-huh because you don't get that time back all this stuff is archived <laughs> that stuff is not yeah. so <laughs> yeah i know i know but we still got to yeah it's so easy it's so easy to lose track and then and then it's catching up and then just trying to follow everything mm-hmm. because everything's moving so fast everything is moving so fast and it, it is yeah. it's still it not is. moving in a very nice direction no i did say uh, i was t- i was having a conversation with somebody last week and i said or earlier this week and i said the speed at which things are happening you know i mean i i consider myself just like an armchair historian you know novice when it comes to history and stuff like that but Everything that I've read about where we are, as in like in, in comparison to tracking it with past events, we're moving at breakneck speed on everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's fast. This is this is make or break for everything. We are at a massive crossroads in in humanity's existence. It depends where we come out of this. Whether it's going to be a lot of darkness or it's going to sort itself out quicker. It's one or the other. We usually we usually go through a crap period. You know what I mean? But yeah. Everything yeah. before. I mean, what people don't realize, I mean, all, all, all they don't, that the, at the moment, because of all these elections, all this, this fog, what they got to think basically about, because I was looking at the other day, and I mean, the last time I think I was on, I said, if anybody, if anyone's government actually signs that pandemic treaty, that's just proof that they're not the policymakers of your country. But the thing is, the, the, the other signs are all these promises that your uh, political parties will make about budgets and stuff like that, they aren't in control because, as you'll see, all over the last five years, every country is in debt. Every country is in debt because of the corporate stranglehold and the bank stranglehold that that is now enforced on everybody. And if, say, um, the corporate or the banks don't like the way someone's going to do a budget, whether it's reduce taxes or or change something in their economy, all they've got to say is, well, we're going to raise your interest rates or we're going to, so, you know, you can't afford to pay back as much as what you thought. So you won't be able to do this with your budget and that will politically hurt you. And I'm sorry, guys, but you're going to see this. 
you're going to see this. If the governments don't get their act together and cut those gits off and say, right, you know, we did it with Africa. We wrote all them billions of debts off. We're going to write this debt off. Now bugger off our soil. Go away. Because that is the only way you will find stabilization again. Because this is where debt, this, that, all, all COVID did was put people in debt. And it created a new timeline. And, you know, like we, we laughed about pre-COVID and after COVID. Well, yeah. and the ONS have decided to republish death rates, excess death rates. Yes, I do have the, the audio of that, if you'd like for me to but, play it for reference. Who's on it? A uh, woman from the ONS, actually. Uh, I, I played it last. Yeah, I know. I played it last week. Uh, but Not I Julie Stamborough, by any chance, is it? I don't know who it is but uh is this she's a, she's a right she's a right piece piece of I, work i she don't is. know oh yeah yeah it's, it's, it is her they just put her name up there on the screen <laughs> it is her this this lady right here yeah oh she's a right piece of work yeah she is something so no, do you want me to play is, it uh, yeah i haven't heard it you, you haven't okay all right no. on just a moment and i will play it uh, i ran this long? yeah I, no it's it's only about a minute i ran this on friday uh but that's okay we can we can run it again for reference. During and since the coronavirus pandemic, we've generally seen more people die than we'd expect. We call these deaths above average, excess deaths. Different organisations have used different ways to calculate this, each with merit and particular uses, for example, for planning health interventions and identifying emerging threats. In the spirit of continuous improvement, we've been working with independent experts and those across government and the devolved nations to develop a common UK-wide approach. Using our new approach, today's release estimates 11,000 excess deaths in 2023. While this is lower than our previous estimate, our new method mm -hmm. accounts for the growth and ageing of the population. These are key factors in understanding how many deaths we'd expect to see and whether the number of deaths is below or above this estimate. Looking more closely at the last months of 2023, there were actually negative excess deaths, meaning fewer deaths than average being registered. Further back across the pandemic, the trends and peaks in excess deaths are the same using the new method as they were under the old. It's important to note that our estimates of excess deaths just that, estimates. They can't be counted individually, unlike death registrations, which haven't changed. Oh, I've got a word for that. Fudgegate. Fudgegate. <laughs> Fudge gate, yeah. You can have the your water gate. Yeah, oh, dead, dead is dead. <laughs> How do you change it? So well, we've had we've had less we've had less excess deaths all of a sudden. Are those people alive again? No, no. I tell you what. Do you know the history of that? I'm going to not say anything. No, no please anything. do. Please, no, please do. Do I know the history of what? Uh, go on. Huh. Oh, her, do you know where no. she's come from? No, I don't know where she's come from. I don't. I don't know who it is. But, uh, she's she's a deputy director for the data uh, and analysis for social care and health in the ONS. Yeah, yeah. that is her job. At the yeah, present, that yeah? is what her job is now. Yes. Yeah. I don't Previously, know where she comes from now. All right. April twenty to April twenty one, she was deputy director of the COVID nineteen press data team at the cabinet office. Would you know what a lateral move that is? <laughs> So yeah, so she's gone totally from the. And before that, she worked for um, HM Revenue and Customs. So she had she a, a she, she, she was a statistician there. Uh huh. Okay. So then she went to work. She took a cabinet position, and then she went to the ONS after that. Yeah. So basically, she's <laughs> okay. totally groomed, totally yeah. whatever. Let's you're going to move into there yeah. and make up Fudgegate. Because mm -hmm. that's what it is. It is yeah. just one load of credit. So it, it is total. This is the proof and the use. Oh, with our new ways of doing things. Oh, uh, dead is dead. It doesn't really matter. You cannot reduce the excess deaths by thousands. Pe those people are still dead, but they've just gone, oh, they've naturally died. Or there's no reason, no whatever. This isn't an excess. Hang on. If so many people die this year, this year, this year, and all of a sudden there's thousands and thousands more this year, but we won't call them all excess deaths. What are you going to sort of death are you going to call them? Well, there is not. Uh, it's, it's, They'll come up with a new term for that. We won't bother. Yeah. You know? They'll come up with a new term is, even. I mean, they even... Oh, dear God. 
Yeah, so that's who that lady is. Didn't we so, look at those? Yeah, didn't we have a look at some public contracts uh, a while back of these? Uh, were they were they uh, refrigerated warehouses across the UK that were being built? Oh, you're on about a long time ago. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. No, the, these were basically. Um, oh Christ! This was back in early. This was like 2020. Yeah, it came out in 2020. Yeah, and they oh, needed to be they the, needed the to be plans built were there. by next year. Yeah. And, yeah, and they were meant to be done by 2025. Correct. To so they could be used to house the excess deaths yes. across the country. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was So they're expecting. That yeah, that so was the, that was before lockdown. That was before lockdown, yeah. So they were expecting yeah. the the death numbers to increase because they're not going to have enough room to put all or uh, enough places actually, to put all the bodies. Yeah, um uh, if I dug it out, I could actually put the uh, if then instead of the people going backwards, I'd have to. Uh, I could find um, because it, it was under the it was put out um, uh, to all companies to uh, decide whether they want to build these buildings and the yeah. drawings are there and everything. Westminster yeah. was one of the places that they were going to be built in, and there was uh, other cities as well. Yeah, I remember those because we were looking at it, and I said, "What?" Because you guys have to make all your contracts public, you know, so companies can yeah. come in and bid on them. And I saw this, and I'm like, well, "Hang on a minute, you've got companies that are bidding to build refrigerated warehouses all across the UK, and they have to be done by 2025." And that yeah, was, you know, that was that was I think that was pre-vaccine. Yeah, that was well. That was yeah, before exactly. the lockdown. Yeah, because we weren't yeah, talking about yeah. a vaccine till the lockdown. Uh, it, it's very, it was very interesting because I got pointed in the direction and I went, let's see what these plans are. And I had a look at the plans and the contracts for it and everything. And I went, you've got to be kidding me. So yeah, it's all, it's been uh, thought out. And we did put the news out there to people. I mean, I remember remember doing it with all the numbers, all the contracts numbers, all the drawing numbers and the link where they could go and get it. Because it'll be on the government website, people. It'll yeah. be on the government website. That's actually where we found there. it was on gov.co.uk. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we yeah. found it. Which is, it's, it's pretty pretty horrible. But yeah, so there's another horrible person, Julie Stambra. And that's why the ONS stopped giving out data so they could get her wound up and whatever. Well, she was there to, uh, from her previous positions, she was in the cabinet to make sure that she was in position there to be ready to take over post-lockdown mm -hmm. and post-restriction lift. And she could control yeah. the statistics there as a whole office. That, that is why there's just next to nothing useful coming out of the ONS anymore. Yeah. The, uh, the statistics, we were keeping an eye on. Yeah, we were keeping an eye on the statistics from the ONS and then they just... Stopped. Everything just stopped. Yep, it just stopped. We're not reporting this anymore. Boom. And now she's out there saying, we've got a new way to estimate it. And although these are lower than our previous ones, and in 2023, they actually decreased. Well, you see, you see, Ned, that's what those are. You see, those are just what they are. They're just estimates. Oh, and well, I'll tell you what, we got it all wrong, hey? Once again, we got it wrong. I don't know where, to, where she's going to be in history, but... Oh, yeah, and by the way, you were looking into the way they... um work out these estimates yeah they are starting from probably covid era not before yeah for sure so this if you if you look into them now so they are this is uh, move aside jesus you haven't got bc and ad now you got pre-covid and after covid actually klaus schwab if you he said well we, what you could really call it is you could call it bc before covid before COVID. you could yeah bc well that's just the way it is and ac bc and ac yeah yeah we don't use latin anymore no or we could still go after death you know because <laughs> really i mean it's, after death. That's, that's, that's what you could say you know you could say bc uh, and ad still it's just a different context right after death well so yeah well the uh of course, that death wouldn't be counted. Uh, I'm sure. So, oh, only only be counted in um, a political ra rally if somebody wants to be elected. There'll be a lot of dead people voting again. That is true. Yeah, they do pop up. They yeah. do pop up. <laughs> they know how to send their vote in. Um, oh, what was what was it? There was a statement that Who made, and we were talking about deaths and things, and and it was really annoying. It was the global cases of cancer will surge to 35 million by 2050. And that's an old statement of theirs. I'm going to go with a higher number than that because this is actually, yeah. this was out of the Daily Fail. Uh, what When is it? Two days ago. Take a look at this headline. Alarm. Over 200% explosion in young women and girls getting pancreatic cancer as top experts admit they are baffled by frightening rise of deadly disease. Yeah. You see, and this, this rise in cancers... Yeah, it's supposed to be a seventy-seven percent increase 
over figures from 2022. Funny that year. Alone. Yeah, funny that yeah, year. That, isn't it? Uh-huh. And that 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 is what the who put out. And because basically I was I was looking into um uh reports <laughs> that are one of our favorite companies, Moderna or Murderers or Modernas or Murder Earners or whatever you want to call them. Murder earners. I like um, that one, yeah. <laughs> but um oh, so many people have got different names for them. Um they've got trials out there and they're working alongside their Lovely buddies, the Imperial College of London. Oh, they're held by trials have been held by scientists of the Imperial College of London. Let me get that right, yeah. Um, on uh mRNA cancer vaccine. Okay. So we have a vaccine. Oh, excuse me. We have it I can't call it that, but okay, well, just for the sake of argument, because I'm not gonna get twisted up in that at the moment. We have something that gets introduced, we see an explosion of cancer, and then they're gonna give you the same kind of a jab to reverse what has been done. So it's yeah. it's well, like it's like Bensel. It's like Stefani Bensel, the, the the CEO of Moderna, where he he said, "Look, we now have a vaccine where it it'll repair a damaged heart muscle." <laughs> well, Stefani, yeah. why why do people have a damaged heart muscle? Because she had a vaccine that did the, they prepped you for it. One vaccine preps you for another. Yeah, it's it's totally destructive. A lot of it, but this isn't. You see, this is a certain types because there's so many different types of cancers, and apparently this one's for. And it's been done at Hammersmith Hospital, people, if you want to have a look at it, these trials, They're for patients at Hammersmith Hospital, for lung cancer, skin cancers, and other solid tumours. This is what it's supposed to be for. And if you look into it, yeah, because I was wondering, and the only reason that triggered it for me was the um, share prices went up. Moderna. Well, they're going to have to do something you, because the subsidies have ended. Then, yeah, then you look at the why the share price has gone up and you look at um the obviously the press releases and this was it this was it the cancer vaccine and the trials yeah and such and such and then then you look into well their their stocks went down or whatever then you look into who has still got shares within moderna and then you find um astrazeneca you find people like um the um thelema partners you know that bloody hedge fund and the one that Richie Sunak used to be part of and says he isn't anymore. And then you got ugly reappearing heads like that flagship pioneering. And that is what everything's going to come under in the future, I think, because you've still got BioNTech in there with this slot in bed with them. And you've got Pfizer. They're all still in there. And you see them all mentioned within this mix of cancer vaccines. They haven't died off. They're trying to re-push in the direction. It's as if... COVID hasn't happened. And that's it. They're moving on to the next. You know, just like um, uh, Viox, the painkiller, and then they stretched it out and then got what was yeah, it? We, what, what came after Viox? It was uh, the well, was it was the RSV? The RSV vaccines. Oh, no, yeah. no, no, HPV. it's HPV. HPV. Yeah. It was HPV after Viox. Yeah, they just do one after another. There was no emergencies to do with the RSVs, the HPVs, whatever, until they created it, until they publicized it, put a campaign out there and said you need a medication for it. And then they found out the medication's doing more harm than what it is. And then they just sell. They think they can do everything with money. And as long as people accept this, because people are accepting it. Yeah. Well, it's the, that, the settlements. The yeah, the settlements with the, the HPV thing you brought up last week, the settlements, that was actually being done by the actual companies themselves. This thing that's going on now with uh, with COVID, the um, uh, whatever, it's, I can't think of what it is, but it's- Taxpayers the, are paying taxpayers. Yeah, exactly. The taxpayers are paying for it. And I, yeah. I was actually talking to somebody from the UK last night who's been jabbed. And they said, "Oh, I'll take the government's money all day long." No, you're not. You take but your I, own. Yeah. Well, this is this is what they. I had to correct them because they said, "Well, I'll take the government's money all day long, but I'll never take the taxpayer money." And I said, "Where do you think they get? It? <laughs> where do you think, think it comes from?" Government. Yeah. Where do you think it comes from? I said, "There's the not a government on this planet is funded by the people." It is. I said, "There's not a government on this planet that generates its own income." They always take it from yeah. the people. They always tax the people. Yeah. They get rich. They got their own businesses. They got their own quangos. They got their own yeah. But um, this, what they call it, NCOs or whatever they are. This vaccine, yeah. This this vaccine um, compensation scheme. That's what it is. Uh, that's going on in the UK. That's taxpayer funded. That's not paid out by the pharmaceutical companies. They're not paying a dime on any of this. No, no. 
No, 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 nothing. You know, if you think about it from their perspective, from the pharmaceutical company's perspective, they're playing a pretty good game on this one. It is a win-win because they got the subsidies from the government, also funded by taxpayers, to pay for the vaccines, the rollouts, the damage. Yeah, and then then once everybody is is messed up from this thing, oh, sorry, um, yeah, we're... We're, we're not going to be able to do anything about that. We can help you set up a, uh, a compensation scheme from the government level, if that's what you want us to do. We can, t- we can send advisors in to tell you how to do that. That's fine. Yeah, and you, you can pay for that as well. Yeah. But the thing is, the bottom line of most of these pharmaceutical companies is horrible. They stand up in court and they say the last line of defense is, irrespective of whether our product is good or bad, did the doctor advise you? And that is their shit move. You should ask for advice from the doctor. But the problem is, you, you say something like that, and yet, what are the doctors? The doctors that are given advice are getting struck off. And yeah, then they're getting tribunals, and they're saying, mm-hmm. well, you're getting going against the grain. Yep. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so that line of defense that they've got, and then they get, uh, it's, 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 it's just one criminal thing after another. Um, it's like um, we've got, Andrew Bridgeton is still out there. He's still shouting. He's in the UK side of things. There was somebody that stood up in the Irish Parliament the other day and talking about doctors getting struck off. I think there was the six doctors. Um, the Medical Irish Council are investigating six doctors, and one of them was, um, which is a shame because one of them put um, an interesting uh, video out on, and it went out. It went out on YouTube or whatever. I can't find it anymore. It's been pulled off. It was the doctor Billy Ralph. And he was um, brought to the um, Irish Irish Parliament by an Irish senator called um, Sharon Keegan, and she's one of their TDs, which is like uh, a member of Parliament. Well, I, I, you might as well just call it a mer- member of Parliament. They have their own um, TD. It's, it's split up into a. It's like a, a Gaelic name, I think, a Gaelic word. And they hosted an event at the Irish Parliament, and it was basically, obviously, linked to this. Who pandemic treaty and the thing is um it's it stood up and he said basically it you know and they put him forward and they asked basically why is he being investigated i mean um why should we listen to you and he said well basically he's only been investigated because he advised a pregnant woman to exercise caution when considering a novel pharmaceutical agent i.e mrnas so this pregnant woman asked his advice and she went and he went I'd exercise caution if I was you, because not much is known about this. I don't know much about it at all. And remember, you're pregnant and you've got a child. So he's, he, and basically he's under investigation for that sort of thing. And there's, I mean, and that, as far as I'm concerned, is correct. What he did, he didn't do anything wrong there because he had concern because of knowledge and everything he needed looking into. Um, so there was a video that was pulled, but they did have a, a big talk about, um, ad- <laughs> Adverse reactions that were logged on a website, um, which uh, basically was affiliated actually to the WHO, which was called um, vigiaccess.org, which is V-I-G-I access.org. And there was 5.2 million. Yeah. But the point is, like we know and like they put in front of the parliament, there was probably a very small percentage reported. So you could add a factor of 10 or even 100 to that for adverse effects. And um, it's, it's just, it's, it's just. Re- I mean, when when you bring bring up um, something and they, they talked about vaccines and how they've been so pulled off very radically, very quickly when a handful of people got hurt previously. And it, we're talking not one, two, a handful of people. We're talking millions. Yeah, I, I, I know and that it, they would actually shut it down previously. That previous to yeah. you know before COVID, they would shut it down if if some if one person had an adverse reaction or or two people had an adverse reaction or there was a death a, in, in the trial. Offend. And if yeah, there was in the a, trial, yeah, exactly, they would shut it down. Yeah. And yet, yeah, I mean, you've got things like, and they still, they, you take something down that's been around for a while like if you take something like antibiotics that have been around for a while they still keep records of reactions to them and you know like they nowadays in fact i'll tell you what funny enough they they're they're gathering data you know like i got annoyed when i was talking about them i said you used to go to a doctor and if you had a a complaint and especially if it was respiratory chest or anything they used to take a swab they used to take a swab, didn't they, of, of your throat, your mouth, up your nose. Yeah. And they stopped it. Why? Cash flow. 
It takes time. You have to employ people, whatever. They started it again. You know, like you, you get a little package and it's called a self-swabbing kit. So you actually put a bit of paper and you get a tube with a fluid and you get a couple of sticks, one for your nose, one for your nose, and you put them in there and then um, you send them off with all your details, a questionnaire, you know, and they're giving these out to people. Now, excuse me, how many idiots are out there? Uh, based on what we saw in the last few years of COVID and the voter rolls in the last few years and the last few elections, we've got a lot. Yeah. So, and how many idiots do you think would go, oh, I've got a pet dog or something like that. Sod that. I'm not doing mine. I'm going to swab the dog. You know what I mean? But they've given you medication. So they've given you antibiotics like the first, say the first hit of any antibiotic tree is amoxicillin. That is the first one. And then basically you used to go, and your swab used to go away from the doctors. But now you're sending your swab away and you've been given antibiotics and they, they could swab the dog, the goldfish. They could stick it up their ass if they wanted to and send it in in this jar. And you're giving it self-swabbing kits. Why can't they just do it at the surgeries? Wouldn't that be more sensible at the time? I don't understand well, this. It's we did like... have these for COVID, if you remember. These were the uh, the swabs that they they put out there. <laughs> God, no. they, they were a real no. thing. <laughs> People, you really don't want to look at this. Somebody's got their, <laughs> somebody's got one of their feet on a toilet lid with a that which is down on the toilet, and they're actually swabbing their back end. Are you kidding me? This was a Chinese COVID-19. Yeah, this was a COVID test. This was a uh, a swab for your, your backside that they, were, they introduced there. Yeah, very we actually nice. had some of our diplomats that were forced to go through this when they passed through China. Oh, that's nice one. Yeah. Talking about passing through that. Yeah, they said there. they felt violated after very uh, nice. Yeah, they said they felt violated. not wrong. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a big no-entry one-way valve there, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's out. The rubbish comes out, you know what I mean? Um yeah, so, but if you if you looked into something like amoxicillin, over 50 years, 50 years, and that, that means it's been on a global scale everywhere, yeah? There have been about 160,000 adverse effects. And that is probably due to something individual. But if you talk about 50 years on a global scale, and that's 160,000, now that's not a bad medicine, yeah? And yet... That's not severe adverse effects, but that's an adverse effect. But um, and yet this thing that's been going around, uh, I don't know. We are living in cloud cuckoo land. We really are. We are. We've been living in that for quite some time. I want to uh, get into some of these numbers. I was talking about uh, about this to you in prep. New study is out now, uh, and I'll get into it because they did a study of 99 million people uh, as it related to COVID vaccines. It says, bad news for COVID vaccinated. Massive global study reveals increased risk of disease in vaccinated people. Who would have thought, right? Who would have oh, thought? Oh, you mean you're not Im immunocompromised then, are you, really? No. Well, if you weren't, you are now. So that's basically uh -huh. what they're saying. Yeah. Uh, a multinational study conducted by the Global Vaccine Data Network researchers have shed light on the safety of COVID-19 vaccines among 99 million vaccinated people from the following countries. Uh, the study went to Denmark, New Zealand, Argentina, Canada, specifically Ontario and British Columbia provinces, Finland, Australia, the two provinces targeted there, uh, or two states targeted there, New South Wales and Victoria, and Scotland. The study was published at the world's leading scientific publisher and data ana data analytics company for more than uh, for more than 140 years. Uh, Elisever, I believe, is the name of it. The study confirmed known safety signals for conditions such as myocarditis, pericarditis, Guillain-Barré syndrome, and cerebral venous sinus sinus thrombosis while identifying potential new safety signals that could warrant further investigation. Let me see. They, According to the results... You know, yeah, go on. Do you, know, do, you know, do you know what that one to do with the brain is? It, yeah, what is it? It's actually about clotting across oh, blood barriers yeah, okay. and basically capillary damage. Oh, okay, I got because you. It's just because basically the two places in your body, your brain and your heart, they suffer capillary damage, yeah, 
it is just about irreversible. And that is what you, that is why you get the myocarditis and stuff. And that is why people's attitudes are changing. That's why people don't recognize the changes and people give it your different because it will affect them in, the, in so many different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. This is this is quite uh, this is quite shocking. Some of these uh, these things they were able to identify. I'll get into that in just a second. But according to the study, they covered ninety nine million six uh, sixty eight. Uh, 68,901 vaccinated individuals analyzing the administration of 183 million, I'll just go 183.5 million doses of Pfizer, 36.1 million doses of Moderna, and 23 million doses of Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccines. The experts chose 13 health health issues to keep a close eye on after people getting their COVID-19 vaccine uh, jabs. 13. Yeah, 13 things. Well, you you have you have to kind of narrow it down to give yourself you know a little bit of a scope to just kind of yeah, focus of on something. Yeah, 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 yeah. The health issues they were watching picked from a list made by a group called Brighton Collaboration CPAC uh, SPAC project. Uh, okay, so to identify these issues, they use a standardized system of medical codes called ICD-10. Didn't you go over the ICD-10 codes? Or, or we we were looking at some of those at some point. This is where they identify a specific disease based on uh, vaccination. Be. Yeah, as in as it relates to vaccination. There, there ICD-10 is a whole codes. structure of it. Yeah, there's yeah. a whole bunch of them. Among the issues they're focusing on are several neurological conditions like Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is a rare nerve disorder, transverse uh, myelite, myelitis. Well, yeah. Uh, inflammation of the spinal cord, Bell's palsy, which is sudden yeah. facial muscle weakness, acute disseminated encephalitis. Yeah, well, it's not encephalitis. It's encephalomyelitis or something like that, which is a brief but widespread attack of inflammation in the brain and spinal cord and seizures, which would be convulsions that can happen with or without a fever. And they were paying special attention to those because they have been seeing an increase in each one of those post-vaccination. They're also looking at blood clotting issues, including clots in the in the brain, uh, the brain's veins, clots in the abdominal veins, and lung clots, because those are signs of rare clotting problems linked to the vaccines, low platelet counts, uh, and a specific immune response causing low platelet counts, uh, which is called immunothrombocytopenia. Um, that's the best I'm going to be able to, be able to do with that. That's your blood platelets. Yes. This is talking about blood plasma now. This is yeah. like reduction in your own. Because this basically, if you're, it's quite interesting uh, with plate, uh, blood platelet um, science is because that's been around for ages. It's, it's what they used to um, re-energize. Like if you had a bad set of joints or things like that, or if you've got like, athletes have been using it for decades now. Basically, all, the, all you do is you spin up your own blood, yeah, and you separate the plasma, and you re-inject it back in your own body to, say, uh, certain areas. And basically, that re-kicks off your own system, stem cells, everything else. So if you've got low issues on that, that's not good at all. No, absolutely not. They also looked at myocarditis and pericarditis. Uh, those are heart heart inflammation uh, issues. Um and of course, these have we've seen you know an increase in these post vaccination. So the study found how certain health issues showed up after people got the COVID vaccine. So looking at neurological conditions after getting the first dose of Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine, there was a noticeable increase in Guillain-Barre syndrome, where the body's immune system attacks its nerves. Acute disseminated encephalomyelitis. Uh, which is a rare brain and spinal cord inflammation, popped up more than expected after the first Moderna vaccine dose. Other neurological issues like uh, transverse myelitis, which is spinal cord inflammation, Bell's palsy, and seizures also occurred more than usual after the second dose or after some doses of these vaccines. Blood clotting and platelet conditions. Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine first dose was linked to more cases of cerebral varinous venous sinus thrombosis <laughs> interesting there, there's a lot of this and type, which is a type of blood clot in the brain right which that was actually the first one that was pulled because of blood clotting issues uh there are more instances of low platelet counts and pulmonary embolism which were blood clots in the lungs after some doses of uh oxford az pfizer and moderna so all three vaccines also led to an increase of SVT, which is another type of blood clot after certain doses, but these findings didn't signal a major safety concern according to the study's criteria. Heart conditions, cases of myocarditis, heart inflammation were significantly higher than expected after the first dose, second, and third doses of mRNA vaccines like Pfizer and Moderna. We've seen the counts of of heart inflammation are just off the charts. Pericarditis, which is inflammation of the heart's outer layer cases, also exceeded expectations after some doses of of the Moderna vaccine and after the third dose of Oxford AZ vaccine. These heart-related findings were considered important safety signals that needed attention. So the study noticed, 
that after getting certain COVID-19 vaccine doses, some people experienced health issues like nerve and heart problems or blood clots more than what was expected by the so-called <clears throat> experts, end quote. So there so you have it. It's nice how 99 so million people actually talk about one dose escalating to two to three, getting worse, whatever. And they said it's just data to them. The people don't mean a damn thing. And that, that, that's the scary thing. It's just data collection. And they're putting it out there. Yeah, they're putting it out there. But everybody, the world could have handled a hell of a lot, except there was that delivery system that was used to get it across every barrier. Nothing generally gets across that brain barrier. That lipid nanoparticle was a delivery system, and it was designed literally to get it, to get a delivery system to, to tumors anywhere in the body to go across all barriers. I mean, sorry, but that is a deliberate act. That alone should bring people down. It is just disgusting. Because how many of those is the two points in the body, your brain and your heart, the two main organs you cannot afford to mess up? Well, you can, the, and the, the list is pretty long for one of those organs to get a transplant on. You can't get a brain transplant, I'm pretty sure. So, no, yeah. no. You only get one brain, that's it. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, and what, I mean, I mean, people talk about, oh, yeah, just Bell's palsy or whatever. But that is, that is where, it, uh, when you see f facial differences, I mean, you, you see it, um, you, the face is used to recognize what they call nowadays mental health issues, differences in people, whether it's autism or whatever, the way the eyes respond, the facial response, the mouth and everything. And it's all connected to your brain. Everything is that reaction and it comes back through. And that and it, it's uh, it's horrific. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. That is just the tip of the iceberg. That's not everything. Because no, but that's, the list. that is the largest uh, study of vaccinated people that oh. I've seen thus far. Yeah, looking at 13 issues. Yeah. How many, how and big was the list? In how seven big was countries. The list that came out? How big was the list that came out of adverse effects and severe effects that actually came out on the data? Uh, the Pfizer massive. list, we, we, yeah, we covered that and it was, I believe it was seven pages single spaced. Yeah. Yeah. And that's 13. That's what? Yeah, that's 13 <laughs> of them. Yeah. That's, that's what, a quarter of a page if you're lucky? Yeah. Well, no, that's not even a quarter page. That's a couple of lines. The types of font. Yeah. 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 It's just ridiculous, isn't it? And yeah, it, the magnitude of the harm that's out there is, I, it's mind boggling. I mean, I can't even, it is, it's, but it's done. And the fallout is still, it's still happening. And they now want to pump people full of mRNA cancer vaccines. And it's, I mean, the production. The stuff went out there and the production lines and everything, they weren't even set up to the correct standard. They didn't care. I mean, it was just out. Uh, and, and it really, really ripped. That's just, sorry. Sorry, I'm going to not say anything because I'm going to effing blind. Like, oh, no, I, I don't know what the answer the. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. Without actually saying something far too extreme and rude. No. You got, somehow we got to push through this, but the people just don't want to know. The people just don't want to know. Well, that goes back to the beginning, I think, during, uh, well, actually, when they were contemplating lockdowns, when when you spoke to they, that politician. They still, they still, think, they, 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 they still think they can, uh, they've got a grip on their future. They still think yes. that. Yes, there, there is that. I was actually, I was, I was having this conversation with somebody else uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I said, you know what? I said, people are just... Whenever I would I would give uh, um, a thought of something to somebody, as in like, hey, do you not notice what's actually going on? Do you do you want to do anything about it? And and I get a shrug of the shoulders, and they just go back to looking at their pension and their four hundred one k, and you know that's that's it. They just like that's yeah. But you digitize everything that that can disappear. In oh, that's a... gone. That well, I think it's gone anyway. To be fair, I I think digitized or not, I think the economic You're system. Things, you, you, yeah, well, you, they'll just inflate it away. Well, the, you'll yeah, have an allowance, but they'll just inflate it away. As in, uh, well, I've I've got all this money in the bank or retirements or stock options or whatever. But what good is that going to do you if it costs you a thousand pounds, as in inflation wise, to buy uh, a loaf of bread? What good is that going to do you? Do you see what I mean? No, yeah. Well, if if you look at the cost of foods, it, it's like, I'll say it again. I've said it to my daughter. Uh, um, my partner, my wife is in the NHS. And when they came up with 
I mean, being in the services, I never understood everybody coming to the front door and clapping the NHS and everything like that. And that really annoyed me. I said, why, why don't you go out and do it? And I said, because when you have a job to do, you do it. You do not need that. If you want to keep praise, you, you give it to the people or whatever. This is just grandstanding and this is just fog. And I'll tell you what, all the shops and all that, they give 25% off or 20% off. It's not 20% off because they're going to hike the prices up. You don't get a free lunch and it's their excuse to hike the prices up for everybody else. And that price will not come back down again. And they did it at Brexit. That was an excuse. The prices went up. They did it at COVID and they've done it every year since, you know, they started and it's, it's gone up in such a magnitude. I'd hate to think, and they say inflation's not up or whatever, but the food, the cost of food. And remember in the early days, we used to say, well, why, are the, why is the reason for this? If you thought a few, just a few years ago, if you ordered a box of fresh vegetables or whatever you know this is your meal you can buy it and it will deliver to your door it's a bit more expensive than if you went out it's now on a par with you going out and buying fresh stuff you go to a supermarket get fresh stuff you could now pay for that box of food to be delivered to your door to make, make that and that's what they did it for they bought everything up to the cost of that so it's in line with the way the corporate want to have everybody at home just having their meals sent to them or the products and whatever. It's its just ridiculous. And then that, that, then they will control the food chain. I do have a clip here from uh, Parliament of Mr. Bridgeton talking about food inflation, if you'd like for me to play it on this point that you're bringing up. <laughs> he's usually a vaccine advocate, you know, a vaccine harm advocate, no, but he's, no, no, he's talking. No, because because remember, remember, there is no political will for the vaccine. That's and true. He did stand up. Uh, so now he he's talking about saying, food. And he said, basically, I can raise a new subject in Parliament yeah, and get my 10 minutes. And if the people back it, then we can get a hair in. And he's going to just keep hammering everything. Yep. Well, this is one thing that he hammers. Andrew Bridgen. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Can I uh, bring the House's attention to my entry in the register of members' interest? Well, I am currently a major shareholder, and in a few weeks' time will be the 100% shareholder of a significant food processing business in northwest Leicestershire. Food is not a luxury. It is essential for human existence. Food price inflation is running at 10%, which is putting pressure on household budgets. Across Europe, farmers are leading protests which have been barely reported in our media and the phrase no farmers no food is being translated and understood in many languages so can we have an urgent debate in government time on UK farming UK food production and UK food security before our own farmers start taking direct action well I thank the honourable gentleman for his question um, he will know how to apply for a debate and I'm sure on this particular topic it would be uh, very well attended. Uh, he will know that uh, uh, many individuals on these benches would have to give a, a similar declaration of interest if they were to speak uh, in such a debate. Um, we absolutely understand uh, the issues facing our farmers. We value uh, what they do as a tremendous service to this nation and we rely on them for our resilience. I'm sure if you were to apply, it would be a well-attended event. Yeah, what a load of lies. Remember we talked about that? I mean, we, we, we value our farmers, and yet they've bought them papers out. They bought the papers out, was it 2020? Whereas a farmer can't, we, we, we suggest that the farmer cannot hand down his farm to his children. Yeah, there's no inheritance. We can't, yeah, there's can't, no line can't, of succession. No, you, you, yeah. So who's going to pick that up then? The one with the biggest wad of money, and that's going to disappear into a corporate structure. What a lie. We value our farmers. You value your corporate farmer, maybe. She's, oh, yeah, and by the way, yeah, you can actually um, register and ask to speak again, Andrew. I'm sure and you I'm could sure, get some more people to, to I'm sure join up with that. Well yeah. Sure, yeah. I'm sure it'd be well attended. Oh, dear God. It's just one fob off from the next. I, uh, did, you notice, going, did, did you notice that, that how disrespect? I, I'm sorry, but I, you know, I don't mean to speak out of turn here, but I'm sorry. But if somebody is, is if one of my colleagues is speaking, I'm going to listen. Whether I agree with them or not, I'm going to listen. Did you hear all the people around him talking? Oh, yeah. The, 
internal chat. Yeah. Especially, that's just, especially that's when just he disrespectful. Said, said, I'm going to be 100% a shareholder of a what's a food thing. Yeah. Because he obviously believes he needs to push that forward for food security. And he heard, ooh. Well, yeah, but uh, it's, it's it, his own company that he built. So. <laughs> yeah. But he wants to do something positive. Sure. And uh, I, I give it, and uh, yeah, those parliamentarians that were there. Yeah, all 10 of them. <laughs> Did you see how empty the chamber was? Yeah. Oh, it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's, I don't know. I, it's just, I mean, everything gets slagged off. I mean, you talk about Parliament. What did they say? What did they, that one back in Ireland? The, there was a published thing after that. I, it really annoyed me because there's a paper over there called the Irish Examiner. They they published the paper and they they didn't even bloody attend this year and that that meeting that uh, the uh, the Parliament in Ireland and they said they labelled all who gave a presentation as a panel of prominent far-right individuals and anti-vaccination campaigners. And I went, how can you do a write-up like that when you didn't even attend yourself? Well, just so they're controlled by outside handlers is all. Well, this is it. They just trigger these little puppets off and off you go. But yeah, it's dry stuff this speaking, you know. Yes, I keep a bottle of water uh, nearby. And so do you now. I see that. I've always had one of them because I usually run out of coffee. You're talking about online censorship, yes? You know, in, in terms of, of what they want to do. Well, the Swiss want to try something different this time, and the Germans will probably follow right along with this. The Swiss authorities, I saw this out. This is actually from the government's website. They want to block certain, quote, certain websites in the unlikely event of a power shortage. So they can't, I'm assuming they cannot get the, because of the Swiss system, they cannot get the online censorship through. So they're just going to do it another way. They're going they're to say, power oh, cuts. yeah, we're going to have, well, oh, you see, we've, we've got a power problem. So we're going to have to shut down your uh, your social media yeah. or your messenger because, apps or, or whatever. We don't see you as, um, what, 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 what wording would they use? Well, essential, valid, I think. Valid. Essential, yeah. Yeah, essential. non-essential. Well, that's what we, yeah, we, were, we got used to that under the, uh, under the COVID lockdowns, didn't we? Oh, no, sorry, you're not essential, yeah. And yeah. this also, not only are they going to shut down uh, communication lines, uh, as in like messengers and, and social media and stuff like that, and, and selectively censor that stuff, they're going to shut down video streaming services, which would be YouTube, Netflix. They're going to shut down music streaming services. They specifically list those three oh, things. No, no. I had a bitch about that the last time you, you said did, that yeah. to me. Yeah. Music. Music is a balance. Music brings balance. Music is an outlet. If they want when misery. people go read read books, they go to the movies. These are yeah, exactly. These bring balance and that is something they don't want. Yeah. Can you imagine? Uh, oh, we'll debate it in Parliament. What music should we shut down? What do these yobs like listed to? We can't well, have this them new doing age this, stuff just we? makes me want to throw up. That's not music anyway. That's just noise. <laughs> you know, and oh, you can imagine it. Chuckles behind doors, idiots. No, I don't look, I don't care about I mean, yeah, every youngster gets brought up in their own musical whatever. And unless they associate with people that actually have I mean you know, a history of where the music comes from. The amount of times I've said um, to my daughter, I said, she, she'll go, what do you think of this? I'll go, uh, do you want to hear the original? <laughs> Someone's redone it. And redone the remakes, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, the thing is, we, we live in an age, and it's obviously, if you see all the films that you have on um, your Netflix, um, Amazon, Netflix, all that, yeah. Amazon, all that, they're, they're playing 80s, 70s, 80s, and 90s music in, in, in the backgrounds and with it and stuff like that. It, because... They have the um, words to go with it. They have the passion. They have the feeling. They have whatever else. You know, it actually has the triggers within the music. When you get to what has happened since the millennia, um, it really decline. was. It really was. Yeah, that was the trigger of. Hmm. Yeah, it's been. A yes, it has. It just went straight into a grayness, and it was just. Not, and it has. And people learn just to. They, they think they're ticking over and they're having a life and. You can't wait to go on to your next holiday, but I'm telling you what, I don't know. You might not you might not get there if you live in those fifteen minute cities. No, you're not gonna travel you, outside it, of that fifteen minute city and you'll be restricted inside of that. Did you see have have you seen the um the video of the cul de sac? The cul de sac, no. Is that is That's that in, the... is it's in is it in Tempera or something like that in the US? They've done their first no car city area. I have not seen that, no. Uh, look it up. I, I saw a flash of the other. They're all like, there's no cars in the area. It's like um, so many blocks, and it's uh, like everything's within 
15 minutes walking or cycling or whatever else and there's no cars in there and oh uh, yeah and the, the, there was um i haven't seen i saw um uh, a small snippet about it and they said in america that the first trial run's been done whatever and yeah somebody either nicknamed it or called it the cul-de-sac the cul-de-sac interesting well this is coming to a phone near you this will be your your new ticket to participate in society vaccine passport expired your phone cannot make or receive calls access to the internet banking or travel pass services until you have been updated would you like to schedule a visit to the nearest vaccination center no go f*** yourself so you maybe swear <laughs> well that's you why we have, have the bleep button yeah <laughs> no that that would but be. that's that's coming if there's no pushback is my point if you if you're sitting there thinking about all these things that you know some future you're grasping onto or or some holiday that you may not make it is your right to say no it is it's your right to say no people and if they remove your ability to live because they're trying to force a drug on you it's wrong people it is wrong and that is when you're going to have to push back because you start pumping anything into yourself again it's not good it is not good whatsoever um well done johnny you got one well, out of me yeah i did yeah we're we're rounding out on the last few minutes here do you have any final thoughts you want to portray before you get away for the week a final word yes hmm. put a heading down earlier on because she triggered something in me what was it what was it gates was when it? we were talking about the farmland no 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 it's about humanity and all well, right yeah i was, I was well, that's, that's a pretty good example of it right there yeah you're firing me off I actually wrote something down and I put, I, uh, it's all a bit of a scribble. And I put down, instead of um, instinctual outrage, which is part of our survival trait, which is our natural way of doing things, we have withdrawn, basically, and we're in a passive self-preservation. And this is a passive self-preservation. The belief, it's like when Marty comes up with something like the belief that we have so much invested in that we have to protect it it's a fallacy you've got nothing invested in anything your investment comes if you fight for it and if you just sit and don't fight for the future that is not going to happen this retreat into oneself this indifference to the future and the future of those around us it it just leads to self-destruction and i'll tell you what if there's a disease or a pandemic of our age this is it this indifference, this mental indifference that we have created within ourselves, yeah? This pathetic acceptance of everything, thinking that our future is self-assured. That doesn't mean I'm pissed off at everybody. There are people pushing back, and you've got my praise, because no matter whether it's one, ten, or whatever, each person that pushes back hopefully will get somebody else to push back. But this indifference will be the death of you, I'm telling you. Because if you think you've got, there are only so many there's only a certain tier of people in this world that can sit back and just go and shrug their shoulders. The majority of the human race is below that level. And you, can ch- you, the people that can change the world, and that's what you have to do. That is my end word. We will see you next week, yes? Yeah, 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 I'll be about. Maybe I'll stick my nose into catching up with stuff. And then, then, That's all right. I thought this real, week was, uh, a, was a good catch Then have up. a real bitch. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, well, I'll make sure to keep the bleep button ready. So you only got one this week. So yeah, I, Marty's outdone you. He's had four or five this week. So Oh, bless him. Yeah. All right, we will uh, go ahead. I do apologize, Marty. I haven't listened to it. I have not listened to your <laughs> podcast or anybody's. I did not I'm, mean to interrupt you, Johnny. I'm sure, that, I'm sure that he will forgive you. Yeah, it's your second apology already. Third one, I think, if you count the... Uh... Yeah, I'm getting used to it. It's nice. Yes, of course. For those of you who are interested in supporting our work, if you would like, we would appreciate it if you would consider becoming one of our paid subscribers and or contributing a small donation to us. The link will be in the program description down below. Thank you very much. My friend, it's been an absolute pleasure. I will see you next week. Thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone and have a great evening. Good night.